Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Joel Grote. We're delighted you're back with us and we've got guests again. Uh, well, it's tonight when we're recording. Who knows when you're listening to this? So we have <laughs> Richard and Melissa with us tonight and we're just going to let them share their story. I just met them seven and a half minutes ago when they jumped on this <laughs> podcast. So I'm going to kind of learn along with everybody else. So I would say, why don't you guys start with, you know, what your spiritual history background has been, um, how you got involved in the performance-based religion that you were a part of. Yeah, we'll just, we'll kind of start there. Well, I'll go ahead and start. Well, I, I'm, I'm a native of Arizona. I grew up in Arizona, was raised in a non-denominational house. We didn't go to church or anything like that. My parents didn't, we didn't go to any sort of church. Okay. Um, raised my first seven years in a little town called Cottonwood, Arizona. Then we moved over the mountain to another small town just outside of Prescott, Arizona called Chino Valley. And it's a big Mormon community. Okay. And mm-hmm. as I lived there, I got to know a lot of LDS people, Mormons, and my best friend was LDS. And cool. we did everything together. Um, he left for a little bit, came back, and then during our high school years, we spent summers together. I went with the family on on trips to the lake. Uh, him and I were both in um, forensics. Are you familiar with forensics? Speech and debate. Yeah. Yes, debate. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm a member of the National Forensics League. I like to say it NFL because I'm a big sports nut. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, wow. okay. as we grew up, graduated high school, he went off on a mission to California. Yep. Um, well, I went to work. Because I, like I said, I wasn't a member of any church. You know, I've been to churches. I went to the LDS church quite a bit. And I moved to Flagstaff. And I had met some guys through theater and through speech that were going to NAU. So I got involved with them through, um, you know, the, the oh, what's it called? Institute there on, sure. on yep. campus. Mm-hmm. So I started mm-hmm. going to church there. Um took uh and i was writing letters to my friend on his mission and then i decided you know i i wanted to i said well how do i get involved and he goes well here call dad and they set up a appointment and i went and met the missionaries down in chino valley for my first discussion and then a week and four days later i went through all the discussions and was baptized in february wow yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) and that started my journey and then uh february of 91 i was on my way on a mission to louisville kentucky wow okay let me tell you that was culture shock for me because (laughs) going from arizona to louisville from arizona to to (laughs) kentucky especially when i went to the eastern part of kentucky back in the hills yes yeah people in paintsville kentucky were still 30 years behind us I met people that didn't have running water or or they still used outhouses. 
you know, yeah. it was crazy, but I, I fell in love with the people of Kentucky and the mission's gotten a lot smaller since I left okay. back in 93. It's been split several times because I served in Cincinnati, Ohio, Louisville twice, uh, a little town called Madison, Indiana. And mm -hmm. then I finished up in a little town called Paris, Kentucky, a beautiful horse farming town, uh, very well known uh, Claiborne Farms. Uh, have you okay. ever heard of Secretariat? Heard of, yep. Heard of Claiborne Farms, heard of Secretariat. Yeah. Secretariat. Yes. Yeah. She's okay. buried right by the main house. And I knew some members that worked on the farm and we went there several times. They showed us all the, the big race horses that had been there and died and where they're buried. And it just was a very knowledgeable place for me to go and, and learn. And then came home and got married the first time, not to Melissa. Okay. I made a bad choice the first time. She was an okay girl, but, you know, we had three kids and ended up getting divorced, unfortunately. And wow. Now, was she LDS? Yes, she was, okay. but we never got married in the temple. We never right. were, were married in the temple. So uh, long story short, got divorced, uh, ended up moving down to the Valley, Phoenix area. And I was down here almost two years when I first started talking to Melissa and we met on a chat line. Oh, okay. Uh, we started talking and then the fun began. Um, I set up dates and I'd get a call. Oh, I'm going to Payson. It's a little town uh, northeast of here. And yeah. yeah. She, she, went, she went to Payson a lot. And finally, our first date was in December of 2003 and had a very nice time. Uh, this is not how you want a first date to go. We, we went and had a nice meal. Then I actually got to meet the whole family that night. Her three kids and her mother and her awkward. roommate. It was very awkward. <laughs> okay. The, the most awkward part was as we're getting ready to leave, her roommate goes, did you ask him yet? And she goes, no, I'm not going to ask him. And I go, what? She goes, he wants to know if you'll help because they were moving at the time, if you'll help him load a few heavy items into the truck. And of course I said, yes, he helped me with one item and I loaded the rest. So our first three dates were me helping her move to her new apartment. Ah. And the rest is history. Asked her to marry her, me. We got married in uh, April 6th of 2004. Okay. Now was Melissa LDS at that point? Yes. I okay. was. We actually got married a year later in the temple. Okay. So yeah. I want to jump back okay. on that, like really fast forward history. I want to jump back to your mission. You go from a largely Mormon dominant culture area in Arizona to Louisville, Kentucky, which is Bible, like Belt. Bible Belt. So mm -hmm. anything stand out in your, I mean, were there, was there some culture shock there as well? Oh, going? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And matter of fact, you know, I listened to your son's conversion story back to, you know, well, Micah, he was telling how a Baptist minister. <laughs> yes. Right. Got involved. Well, the funny part is when I was in Cincinnati, we had a Baptist minister that joined the LDS church. Really? Yeah. Oh, my. And then we had a gentleman that had been through several missionaries because he had been, um, convicted of murder years ago but it was wrongly convicted well okay. it took him like 20 sets of missionaries to finally get the okay from salt lake to get baptized and 
This Baptist, former Baptist minister was the one that baptized him. I thought the poor guy was going to drown. We had to redo it so many (laughs) times because either a part of the body didn't come out. He didn't say the prayer right. The clothing didn't get totally wet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yes, it was, it was an amazing culture shock being there. And every time you'd go knock on a door, somebody would come and start wanting to Bible bash with you. And, you know, being that I was a, a new convert a year into the church, you know, I, I, I tried to steer away from that as much as possible, but you know, there were days that we, we came across it. Yeah. So did you hear anything that, you know, set you back on your heels, rock your LDS not, world? There's probably a lot that you didn't know. Yeah. Not at being, that time because okay. being so new, you know, I was green and I just had the fire in me to go out and help bring people, you know, and, um, you know, I was, I was blessed. It was a great learning experience for me Yeah, because my father and I didn't have a great relationship because okay. he was on the road a lot. He was a truck driver. He was gone all the time. And, and me being the youngest child by default and, uh, um, you know, him not being around to teach me things. I'm a sports nut. He's not. Yeah. So I taught myself how to play catch. I taught myself how to throw, you know, things like that. Wow. But um, it really taught me the work ethic part, what my dad has and instilled okay. in me Yeah, was that he did that for us. And that's yeah. what really, it opened my mind and, and, and it's made my relationship with him better than what it ever was, you know? And wow. I, I, I really got that from that, you know, just seeing, out there working as hard as I was from nine 30 to nine 30, you know, and just knowing that my dad was doing the same type of thing for us. So we'd have a place to live, you know, a roof over our head. Yeah. And, and that really just brought yeah. things to perspective for me that way. Yeah. So Melissa, were you raised LDS? I was, I, um, my family was baptized when I was six and, oh, okay. um, we were sealed when I was seven and then I was baptized when I was eight, though I didn't want to be, I did it because <laughs> my mom basically said, you're doing this. Um, I had no desire to do it. I had gone to a Baptist church before that and really missed that. Okay. And, um, huh. I never, I mean, I had a couple friends at church, but I never felt like I fit in. And it just, I was teased a lot. Um, don't know why. So Other at than, the LDS church or at the yeah, Baptist church? At the LDS church. Okay. Um, Were they, you in Arizona? No, I lived, I grew up in New Mexico. Okay. Oh, in Roswell. Okay. She's an alien. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I grew up in Roswell. All right. And um, went to the LDS church. Uh, all the time growing up um, as a teenager, I didn't want to go. My mom again, forced us. Uh, so what were your parents? What was your parents' spiritual background before they converted to LDS? My dad was Methodist and my mom was Lutheran. Okay. And when I was little before they joined the LDS church, they, they didn't go to church at all. They sent us to the Baptist church because the bus would pick us up. I was saying because the Baptist church had a bus ministry. <laughs> so it'd come by and get on and yeah. yeah. Yep. And my parents looked at that as their time to be alone. Yeah. 
And what better place to send a kid than Baptist Sunday school? You know, how much trouble can they get in? So, <laughs> exactly. So were you so, ever active LDS? Um, on and off. Uh, like I said, I was forced to go growing up. Um, went a little bit and I've been married three times. Um, my first marriage, we went on and off, just depended on my ex-husband, what he wanted to do. My second marriage, um, we didn't really go very much. Well, he never went. Um, okay. But I would go with him occasionally to the Protestant church on post. We were military. And um, we did that more than anything. So was he LDS, your second husband? No, he, okay. he was Baptist also. All right. And um, then I met Rich and we... I wouldn't say we were overly active for a while we were and we'd go through spurts of we'd be really active and then we wouldn't be and then we would then we wouldn't probably the first three three years of our marriage we were very active especially yeah. with our two oldest children okay uh, how old were they at the time uh hillary was 13. 12 she had just gotten into young women's and brady was 11 yeah that's yeah about right. okay and Especially with Hillary, her, her best friend was our, our first bishop's daughter, and they were oh, like okay. inseparable. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we were really active. Um, I was a uh, uh, I was a uh, uh, yeah, leader. And I was, I was a ward mission missionary. Leader. Okay. They yep. actually had us as a like a second ward mission leader. There was a ward mission leader than me. I was his second assistant. guy and assistant. Okay. And uh, she was a ward missionary. And, you know, we, we really liked that. And it was, it kept us active. Like I said, our kids were very active. Sure. And uh, so, Boy Scouts, they love Boy Scouts. Yeah, they love, the boys especially did. Brady, yeah. uh, our okay. oldest son. And, but yeah, so we So, we, yeah, at some point, something changed. Yep. That, that, that would be <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I started that. Um, I'm... Basically, I was reading the Bible, and I just saw a lot of things that didn't add up. Um, one of the things that really bothered me, which this has always bothered me since as long as I can remember, um, was the we were going to become gods. And um, sure. I guess they're kind of backing away from that now, but... Um, it's in their now, scriptures. Exactly. <laughs> that I don't know how they can. The um, eternal polygamy bothered me. <laughs> okay. Even though they they yeah. got rid of the polygamy, that still bothered me that you know there was going to be that in heaven and um, still in their scriptures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now and, I, I'm gonna I would not pause you there because that's very interesting that that would be something you would hear enough that it would be a concern because my experience has been, you know, inner, inner circle, they're willing to acknowledge that and even talk about that. And there's been some of the apostles that have been married to, you know, previous wife has died and they've gotten remarried and they expect to have both of them sealed to them in heaven. So, mm -hmm. but what was the context that it was being talked about? Was it like just part of teaching lessons or? You know, I don't know, really. I grew up just knowing it. Okay. I just always was told it um 
Well, Joel, uh, when I was Relief Society president, we had to teach a lesson on it once a year. Oh, did yeah. you? Okay. We lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, it, we knew it. <laughs> I don't that, think that polygamy was a potential it. for women in heaven. That, yeah. Okay. Oh, we knew it, it was a for sure. Yeah. That's what oh, you were, it was for sure. shooting for. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. See? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Learn, learn, learn something new all the time about the industry. I've never been LDS, so I'm a, oh, okay. I'm, I'm an, I'm a Nevermo. I've spent the last three decades working with LDS people and doing research counseling and all that, all right. but always more to learn about what's going in on <laughs> going out on the inside. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So you're hearing that anything else that you're hearing and being exposed to, that's kind of a creating this dissonance and this, wow, not so sure. I'm good with that. You know, there were other things. I, I can't remember anything right off the top of my head, but I know there were other things. And I remember driving down the road one day, just praying and being like, this just doesn't, I know we're not really supposed to call feelings, but it just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it just, I prayed <laughs> about it more than I've I prayed about anything in my life. And I was torn apart about it. And then I one day get this flyer in the mail and it was from a church up the road. Okay. And it was, I mean, literally that day I'd been praying, if I'm not supposed to be at this church, just let me know. And that same wow. day I got the flyer in the mail for this from other, another church. Other church. Yeah. And I had had so somebody saw that as a sign. <laughs> Pretty or... much. Yeah. 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 I had just a few days earlier had met some people at Walmart and they had these shirts on. They had this little symbol on them, which is the symbol for the church. And um, it's a CCV, um, but they're made to look like people praying. Right. And um, I had asked them, what is that? And they said, oh, that's from our church. And um, we'd love for you to join us sometime. And then just a few days later, I get this in the mail from the same church. Oh, and wow. so I went and visited that church. Um, it was Christmas time. And so I went to the Christmas service and have been going since. Wow. Are you at the main campus or one of the other? I'm at, we're at main... one of the smaller campuses. Um, well, it's, it's the second largest. Yeah, campus. it's the second largest campus. But okay. so what's the church again? Christ, Christ Church, Church of the Valley. Christ Church okay. of the Valley. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. CCD All right. for CCD. sure. All right. And sort of what's mm -hmm. funny about that is that she, she's been going for about four years now. Well, I've been involved with the CCV Stars program. Which is their sports program. Which is their sports program. Okay. As an official for going on eight years now. And so even while you were LDS, you were... Yeah. You're like, yeah. like the yeah, officiating at games and stuff? Or? Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they do flag football and soccer and basketball and stuff. And on Friday mm -hmm. nights... The guy I work for, Joe Barella, who's a member of CCB, you know, I would go and work games there. And I really like the 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 spirit of the game. And and most of the most of the people are really good. You know, yep. you, you have mm -hmm. headaches at any sporting event, but for the most part, they're all very good people. And at the end, they'd all get together and pray in the middle of the field after the games and things like that. And, you know, like I said, I've been working it for going on eight years now okay and you know melissa steered away she she was telling me she was going to this group and stuff 
And yeah, I kind of lied about what I was doing when I was going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. is that the thing about going so, to Payson? And, and <laughs> no, 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 that was totally different. <laughs> totally different. We, we've been married several years by this time. Okay. But, um, and, you know, I, I've been praying too because I really wanted to go to church with her. And, oh, sure. You know, because we were going separately and things like that. And that's just not the way I was ever envisioned it right and you know i started joe we have these small groups that we do mm-hmm. well sure. joe invited us and i wasn't going to church then either but he invited us to be part of their small group and yeah started prodding me and and, and things and <laughs> so i started going and i've been going since about december of last year and we volunteer at the church as ushers on at our session we go to and uh but so so how is your lds leadership with like all the involvement the back and forth is that like hey yeah go make friends all part of the same community or was there like we haven't really told anybody i mean they know know, but they know we're going we just haven't ever discussed it with them because our mother you know melissa's mom isn't going to church either she, okay. she, she, she would go and tell everybody what's going on. But <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, and so she goes with us occasionally. She, she'll go with us occasionally. But she's still yeah. Mormon, but she's still LDS. And, you okay. know, and it, it, you know, Melissa talks about her family and, and Trish, my mother-in-law, she's the only one left in the LDS faith. All the other kids wow. left, um, you know, okay. and so, so, and so Melissa, where have, okay, go ahead, Lynn, you go first. Yeah, I'm curious about where they've gone, right? Because this generation does seem to be leaving. Any of them found Christian faith? My one sister, my oldest sister is Catholic. Um, my brother, I think they go to a non-denominational church. It could be a Baptist. I know they were ba- going to a Baptist church in Arizona, but I think they're okay. going to a non-denominational church now. My other sister says she's spiritual, but doesn't go to church. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Spiritual, but not yeah, religious. Well. So, yeah. Yep. So, uh, so what I was going to ask is, so Melissa, was there ever a, was there ever a point in time when you look back, when you were going to other churches where you came to like a personal faith in Jesus um, outside the LDS church? Yes. I mean, okay. I can't put my finger on an exact moment, but um at one point, I was baptized um, at a Baptist church. Um, okay. This was back 12 years ago, maybe. Sure. Um, and I was baptized at this Baptist church. Um, and Richard got mad at me because I wasn't <laughs> going to the Mormon church. So I went back to the Mormon church. Um, and But I always held on to that. And then, um, it just, like I said, I came across everything else. And (laughs) so, so at that point, you, at that point, you'd made, uh, you'd made a decision to say, Jesus is all I need for my relationship with God. I don't need temple rituals. I don't need all this other stuff. Um, Jesus is the one who's made me good with God. I've accepted him and his grace and it's a gift. And so 
that ex that explains a lot. That explains one right. why you would be disquieted by certain things because you've got the Holy Spirit in you, and the Holy Spirit is going to kind of wake you up to those things. Right. And also, it explains why you've never gotten like totally in because you didn't need the performance side of the religion to be right with God. You right. knew that that was already set with Jesus. So, okay, I just I wondered that because. And we're right at the end again, and oh I have a question as well about which Bible you were reading through all of this, whether you were using the LDS King James, if you had found something else, and if any of that had made a difference. I've been reading the NIV basically for years, okay. a lot of years. I never liked the King James Version because I couldn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and me the NIV too. is a very, very clear translation. The new international version. Yes. Yeah, yes. For Mormons listening. Yes. So, Lynn, what do we do here? Because I feel like there's a bit more I to think their there's story. More to story. Would you guys be willing to do I like a second so. episode? Yeah. Sure. Keep going? Okay, cool. In that case, we're going to go. All right. Hang on, people, for episode two with Richard and Melissa. There's more to their story. It's been fascinating so far. Um, thank you guys for being so candid. Uh, and yeah, we'll probably just kind of pick up where we left off in this episode with the next one. Lynn, any final yeah, comments? Yeah, we're right, we're right to a place where Melissa has found Jesus, and but gone back to Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard's not quite there yet. So I'm eager to see how you get there and then how that makes a difference in your life. So grace and peace. Until next time, we'll hear from Richard and Melissa. So long. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven, is out. And for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.